Welcome to another edition of the You Tell Me What I Just Said podcast with Johnny the Outsider and the one, the only, the lonely, sad luchador. What's going on, people? <laughs> Man, what a, what a somber time. Even though I think we knew this was going to happen, it still doesn't make it hurt any less. Oh no! I think I think it's probably better that we ended up losing twenty-one forty-two or whatever. Yeah, twenty-one forty-two. Man, was that a fun? You know, first eighteen minutes of the game. Oh man, yeah, you heard me when when TJ Watt had his yep. fumble recovery for a touchdown. I was. In my, I was like, in my, in my, my heart was like, oh my god, they're gonna pull it off. This is insane. But my brain was like, nah, just wait, <laughs> just wait. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna happen. It's gonna it's happen. It's gonna happen. And there's a lot of blame to go around this game. Um, as I said, if you're gonna blame Ben, you can uh, go ahead and take that and stick it with a sun don't shine, uh, because he has some errant passes, but kind of hard to uh, get into rhythm when you're going three and out because Deontay Johnson's dropping the ball. Your offensive line's just parting like the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Like that sack on third down, it was a lineman that got to him. It wasn't like they sent like a late blitz. It was literally a guy on the defensive line and they both went opposite directions. So he just ran through untouched. Yeah, it was a uh, Hassenauer and Turner, right? That he just yeah, blew, yeah. they blew, they moved past. Ah, man! Like I said, if if it would have been like a late blitz, like a like hidden linebacker, like coming in like that, I I guess I would understand like they weren't planning on blocking, but it was literally the, the nose tackle. Right? Like how do you how do you, how does no one put hands on him? I don't know. I feel like we've we've asked that question several times throughout the season, and uh, yeah, I mean, usually we can blame Kendrick Green, but um, this time it was JC. Not, not surprising, um, but I mean, yeah, they got to him. Um, like you were saying, Ben wasn't. I mean, he he was throwing some some ducks out there, but I mean, a lot of the times they're hitting receivers and they were dropping them. I mean. <clears throat> We were waiting all day to see Juju back in action. And, of course, like we always say, Juju leaves it all out on the field, like to rehab and come back to at least try to contribute to the, you know, the game. Like, what else can you say about him? Like, that's – I mean, like we rave about him all the time, dude. He's a stealer. His first catch, like he fought for a first down. Like, I think our first first down in the game, maybe. And, like, he, he was caught it three or four yards short and, like, fought through tackles just to get the first down. Right, and we haven't seen all season. I mean, when Deontay finally caught it this game, he was usually running backwards and then turning around and then ending up right where he caught the ball, anyways. So, <laughs> like I said, True, that's man. when he caught the ball, right? 
people without their flailing around trying to get the flag instead of playing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Man. Ray the, Ray. Ray. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, like, me and you talk about Claypool all the time. And, like, but, like, I don't know, like, I I know I've said it earlier and you said it earlier, but, man, that kid plays so soft, dude. Like, he's such a physically gifted guy. And to still see him in year two, is it year two, right? Yeah, year two? Yeah. Yeah, year two, man, like, still f- fighting for the flag instead of the ball and, like, doing that thing where he – every time he gets a pass thrown his way, he jumps. Like, why are you jumping all the time, man? Like, you don't have to jump all the time. right. right or fall backwards like just catch the ball man fight for the ball like it it's just it, it's i hope they can fix it man because i know and maybe claypool won't be on the team you know he probably won't get a second contract but i mean not, not the way he's yeah and like you were saying ray ray um i don't remember him being involved a lot but he did make a uh, tough catch down the like in the middle of the field where he got plastered. I think it was oh, like yeah, on the last yeah. drive, and I was like, "Damn, dude, that kid!" The fact that he hung on, yeah, yeah. he hung on to that. <laughs> but the, but he did also have a boneheaded like typical Ray Ray play. Like I said, uh, I figured it was last week or two weeks. He's the most up and down receiver we have on the team. Where he'll make a catch where he gets blasted, and you're like, "How did he hang on to that?" And then it's the most routine things like. He looks clueless out there. Yeah, every time. Man. I, I, but I would say that with a lot of the receivers, especially this game, it seemed like Oof. whatever route they were running wasn't what Ben thought they were running. Yeah. Because how many times did he throw a deep ball and someone would stop or uh, a Deontay slant or like just anything other than go deep? Even our boy Pat, he, <coughs> I think he was supposed to come back inside and no, I don't. I don't remember, but I just know that he was in the wrong position, and Ben just kind of threw it to him. But <clears throat> Pat went the wrong way, and just those little things, man. Those drive killers. Like you can't have any momentum when you're dropping the ball or running wrong routes, having false starts. Like it's, it just looked sloppy. The offense looked sloppy for the majority of the game. Um, and then, of course, like you and I say, like is if your offense isn't doing anything, and your defense is out there, like the majority of 80% of the game, um, it's not going to lead to good things. And I know like the, the defense started off really hot, like doing what they were supposed to do. Like we, like <clears throat> when we were talking in the last podcast, we wanted, we were saying that we are hope that Patrick Mahomes or the chiefs make some mental errors and like the fumble that they had, like the guy fumbled it twice and TJ capitalized on it, but also TJ, TJ with the tip interception. Yes. TJ with the tip interception, the Devin Bush, like those are like the splash plays you want on your defense, but if your offense can't capitalize on it, then it was all for nothing. Like they're just you, they, like you saw. Then after that, that um, fumble recovery to touchdown, Patrick Mahomes just came out and just started doing Patrick Mahomes things. You know, like extending the plays, finding the the spots in the zone defense. That that's a whole nother can of worms that we can talk about the defense, but like or like the the scheme that Butler has, but. It, it just seemed like it was too easy for him. You know, well, that, that was, that was one, one of the things we talked about last week. The key to winning this game is not letting Patrick Mahomes stay on the field, get in rhythm. The way you do that is you convert first downs, you run the ball, um, don't have mental errors on offense, like the stupid little things. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you have to execute. And otherwise, 
Mahomes is eventually going to figure out your defense. He's eventually going to get into a rhythm. Your defense is going to get tired trying to keep up with him. Mm-hmm. And I, I think you saw that. Like, if you would have told me the Steelers would have had, I think we had four or five straight, three not, not maybe not three and outs, but like just super short drives. Um, and that the defense would have held Mahomes zero points for halfway through the second quarter, I would have called it the biggest lie I've ever met. Yeah. I would have never thought, I would have never thought, especially, you know, Ray Ray McLeod has a botched punt or whatever he had that mm-hmm. got him at the 30 yard line, or was that, or was that Najee's fumble? Mm, I think that was Najee's fumble. Okay. But either way, they get that, they get the ball at the 30 or 25, and defense comes out and makes a ridiculously good play. And then I think, that was the drive where Deontay drops the easy third down. Or was that the one where we just hail married it and Deontay didn't keep running? There was a lot of, man, there was a lot of mistakes by Deontay. And like right now he's getting torched on Twitter and like people are kind of torn, like, oh, you shouldn't be bashing your own team or whatever. But like, once again, like when, when a Steeler player talks shit before the game, saying like well when we win like you can't hop on the bandwagon like bro like when you catch a ball maybe we won't have to talk shit about you like i mean that's that's not our like you get paid millions to do this like you're gonna be criticized and like, you're, it's, you're, it's, you're complaining about not making the pro bowl yeah you're yeah exactly and you're in like you are upset that people are mad at you for failing to do routine catches like come on dude like you, man, get what, you get what you deserve, man. No one ever deserves death threats. So like if people are saying that, like you guys are pieces of shit. Right, well, I'm just saying but, like they just catch the ball. But if you're her. if you're criticizing a guy for not doing his job, like that's completely fair. Yeah. Like, you wanted to be a professional football player. That comes with the territory. Especially yeah. when you start running your flapping your gums and like saying like I deserve to make the Pro Bowl. Don't jump on our bandwagon when we start winning. Um like, if you don't got them, back it up. You deserve every bit of criticism, especially especially when you led the league in the drops last year. Yeah, last year. And then you picked the worst time to have the drops at the end of the season. Oh, yeah. Man, it's all warranted, dude. They like, and, and you and I talked privately about like what the Steelers are looking for or you know their needs next year and once again like it has to be wide receiver um you have you and I both agree that we have to resign Juju like the kid like we already it's been said a million times on this podcast he's like your most reliable your best receiver um Deontay like he has this like he can like this route running like his elusiveness is great but like hands man you got to have hands you got to do your job and then Claypool, soft as baby shit. Like, it's, yeah. it, I mean, you got to do something because you can't be having guys dropping passes or just not even catching the ball in the first place. I mean, I think we're both in agreement that if Linden Bomb somehow falls to the 20th, which there's no way he does, or if we can find a good deal to trade up and get Linden Bomb, I think you got to get him. Yeah. Especially after, like I said, seeing JC just let Ben get blown up. Um, you know, the run game, Chiefs have one of the, the lower-ranked run defenses and can only get 29 yards on 12 carries. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I think if Lindenbaum somehow falls in our lap or we can trade up and get him, I think you do that. But if you don't, I think you got to go out and get 
like Olave. He's realistically probably the one that's going to fall out of all the other top receivers in this draft. Yeah. I think you got to go out there and get him. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, I, I, I've been on this Mitch Trubisky train for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Um, after all this Bear stuff came out about Nagy, like trying to sabotage the kid's career. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to be a free agent next year. I, I think you got to reach out. I think you got a. I mean, he's he's got a lot of intangibles. He's got a lot of stuff that. I mean, he he won more than he lost in Chicago, and that's saying a lot considering that every he other quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Every every other quarterback there has a losing record under Nagy somehow. Trubisky um, managed to have a winning record. Uh, he. He was the one that advocated to have Montgomery have a bigger role in the offense. Um, he wouldn't commit to have a bigger role. So, I mean, right there, like, he'd probably come right in. You got Najee, who he would advocate for, Pat. Yep. <laughs> maybe maybe Ebron. I don't know if he's coming oh, back God. this year or what uh, that I, situation is. I think Zach Gentry took his role, man, because that kid has definitely turned into a reliable guy. Like, you know, when he came out of Michigan, he was a quarterback, and they converted him to a tight end. And, like, you know, he has – like whenever you change positions, like you're going to have like a lot of bumps in the road, but like um, Gentry has proven that he, he's a capable blocker, run blocker, and he can catch and he's tough. He's I mean, big and he's tough and he showed up when you needed him. He, he seemed like he was a star out of our tight end class yesterday. Yeah. I think once, once Pat like burned Ben on not running the right route, <laughs> he kind of was like, okay, I'm going to go to Gentry now. Yep. And yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> Gentry came up big on the last drive. I mean, hell is this, uh, Big Ben's last, you know, target was Gentry, and he got a first down. So, I mean, he, it's just kind of cool that, you know, Gentry's this sort of been this uh, solid guy. And I, I'm pretty sure that means that Ebron's probably out the door. I don't remember if he's a free agent, but, I mean, I would – if he's not and he's still someone under contract, you just trade that guy for, like, a seven, you, you know, or a six or something because – I mean, you have two look, guys now, so. Look, Steely, Trubisky played behind no O-line, so he'll, he'll be used to coming right in <laughs> and playing behind no O-line. So, and plus, um, that'll save us a first-round pick. If, you know, yeah, like, yeah. if you get a decent quarterback like Trubisky, uh, you don't have to hope the Steelers don't go after our other Tar Heel alumni guy, Sam Howell. Or, please, I mean, please. Yeah, I mean, Kenny Pickett's been a name that's been circulating around. I guess Ian Rappaport had a report saying that there's some mutual interest or something or something that the Steelers need to look out for. Maybe, I mean, I don't know, man. I'm still kind of torn on Pickett. Like like you said, obviously Linderbaum, 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 sorry. Like he's yeah. like the the guy that we want, like and it's like the biggest need on the team right now, in my opinion. My, so, problem, with, my problem with like going out and getting like a Kenny Pickett, like, we don't resign Juju because mm. he there was they zoomed in I think in the fourth quarter and he almost had this look like I came back for this or maybe but part of me was like maybe he was looking at the Chiefs and he's like I could have signed with them. Oh yeah, I know. I couldn't know exactly like, what you're talking about. They they showed him on the bench and like I said, I don't know if it was like a, I came back for this or if he's like what could have been if I would have signed with the Chiefs. But I think I think they're gonna have a hard time. Like, signing I know he wants to be a. I think he. I know he wants to be a Steelers, but he just. I don't I mean, know. I could see it like him, like want, like of wanting to come back, 
for the Steelers to play with Ben one more time. But also, he also said something in his after-game presser saying that like to to have team or to have teams look at him, you know, yeah. to, to show that he's healthy and you know maybe try to you know sign. Maybe he does go to the Chiefs after the season. You know, like who knows? Like <clears throat> I would love to have him back, obviously. Um, but you know, if the Steelers don't want to give him the contract that he wants or also like use him right. Cause I mean, how many times has Juju like before, like when, when Antonio Brown was there or when Antonio Brown left, like Juju would play like a more traditional wide receiver role and like actually go down the field. But like, as of late, like they always have him, you know, close to the, the chain or the, the first down, you know, like they're throwing short, you know, like they always have him the short uh, when- passes, you know? When when Deontay had those jobs and Chase, like I thought for sure Ben was going to go to Juju, especially on the third downs. You know, put him in the slot, let him fight for it over the middle, and like they never threw it to him. And I don't I don't know if it was just like we don't we we don't know how healthy he was, but I mean when he was out there, he looked like he was playing his heart out. Right. I was I was just surprised that he didn't get more more touches, uh, especially as the other guys were letting him down, but. If you can't bring him back, I don't know why you go out and get like a waste of first round draft pick on a picket or a howl mm-hmm. when clearly you're gonna have to address that wide receiver core. Like you're gonna you're gonna put Pickett out there with Deontay, no hands Johnson, Chase, I can't stay on my feet, Claypool and Ray Ray. Who knows what I'm gonna do on this play, but I, hopefully it's something good in the cloud. Like Yeah. And then Washington's gonna be gone. Like I'm not yeah. saying that Washington was a world beater, but still still a guy that at least is at least somewhat reliable so yeah. i mean so we agree that wide receiver has to be addressed this coming draft right yeah this, i mean yeah. if Deontay didn't fall apart at the end of the season but like like i said i'm tired of getting burned by like okay Deontay, yeah, he's got guy. it all figured and out and then and then he just <laughs> completely burns you when it matters the most yeah you gotta if you if you're gonna if any quarterback's gonna succeed Especially if we're not going to be able to run the ball, you got you got to have a receiving core. Um, I mean, look at the Bengals; they have Joe Mixon, and they're torturing the league. I mean, Mixon was like one of the top backs the last two years, I think. Yeah, yeah and he's really good. They're just torturing the league with Joe Burrow, no offensive line, and then T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, and you know Jamar Chase. Yeah. So, if you want, if you want a quarterback to succeed without an O line, which I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to address it this draft. But mm. you're definitely not going to address it if you go out there and get this draft picket or howl this year. Right. That's why if you can get a if you can get a Trubisky like he had, he signed a 2.5 million contract this year like didn't play so you're not going to have to back up the Brinks truck to sign him. Right. Even if you bring him in just for a one year deal just to see what you have in him and if it doesn't work out get a quarterback next draft but. <clears throat> yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense of me to waste a first round draft pick this year. Right, and you're gonna bring him in to compete against uh, Haskins and Rudolph, and a lot of people are pegging Rudolph to be the starter next year or all next season. So, yeah, I, the more we, the more like we're talking about it, like man, you got to. There's just a lot of needs, man. O line, potentially draft another running back because you know Najee, like as you know, he's good. You know, he's a great running back, but like you can't keep trotting him out there. Like ninety percent of the touches. snaps, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
um and then like you have Benny Snell behind him like Benny Snell like the last drive he he played well but like how often do you ever see that like him actually succeeding you know and then you have Kalen Balaj it's all over the place yeah yeah and all over then Kalen Balaj doesn't really give you anything in my opinion uh you still have Anthony McFarland for some reason like he hardly played this year and it's it's a head scratcher man because he definitely could have used them you know yeah. um uh yeah man wide receiver tight end i think we're good um what do you think of the secondary because i mean old like joe, shout out to joe hayden for being the lead like he's been a stud but like man like you're you are getting torched by these fast receivers I hate <laughs> him and cam sutton i just it's so hard because like we were so big on cam before the season started yeah and he just like completely like clowned out there basically yeah um you know trails trail <laughs> uh, yeah dude Brent, let, tell, this, tell everybody the play man tell everybody the play because me and you have are like the same like, thing dude like the touchdown but, to who was it was it pringle somebody yeah, yeah was I think Kelsey? It, was pringle. it was either no it was kelsey yeah like so yeah let, it on. was like third and forever which i i've talked to you about before this <laughs> Before it happened, I said, the worst thing that can happen to the Steelers is anything longer than third and five. Yeah. It's longer than third and five. We're going to drop everybody to the sticks, keep everything in front of us, and they'll just end up getting the first down. Well, in this particular play, it's supposed to be safeties over top. Mm-hmm. And the left side of the field, Minka had, I think it was Tiger Kill. Mm-hmm. I didn't see it on the camera angle, but he takes off after him. He's doing his job. He's yep. where he's supposed to be. Safety over top. Mm-hmm. Trell Edmonds, for whatever <laughs> ungodly known reason, looked over there, saw Minka, and goes, oh, I want to go hang out with him, and took wow. off to that side of the field. They were. It looked like they were in zone because if you look at it, Norwood Had like the drops back. The yeah, yeah. He drops back and then assumes that Trell Edmonds is behind him. Because that's what you would do when you have safeties over top. Yeah. The safety is over the top. So mm-hmm. I just have to guard this area of the field. Yep. And he turns around. And tra- <laughs> yeah, <laughs> tra- yeah, he looks at it's like, where are you, dude? Oh, and man. Kelsey takes, converts. And mind you, if we stop this play, we go into halftime 14 to 7. Yes. And now yes. we're down. 21 to 7. Oh, and the Chiefs God. get the ball at halftime to start. It's just like, I don't know if it's Billy Butler, if it's the players, but like between Cam combination and of both. and like, I mean, Noywood's come a long way. Yeah. Obviously, like he had that pass breakup early in the game. Like, yeah. But <laughs> it's just a lot asking of a rookie who. I mean, like he has right, it Travis all. Kelsey, who tortures everybody. Yeah, and like, yeah. like Norwood, like we can, like he has, like he has it up here, right? Like we, yeah. we can agree that he has it up here, but he's not that fast, so it's kind of a lot to ask of him. Like he has kind of has to be in like in the perfect spots, but then like also Hayden, like I don't think it was, I don't know, Hayden couldn't catch up to him. I think Hayden got burned twice. Yeah. In the game, so. I mean, thank you. Like I said earlier, like thank you for your service, Aiden, <laughs> as a Steeler. But um, I don't know how you bring him back. But I guess people are adver- like I guess I think it was Montre Mont- uh, Adams or Cameron Hayward. They were they were wanting Joe Hayden to come back because of what he brings to like like the, the like the leadership, you know. 
But well, I mean, you better be signing like a five million dollar contract then. You better right. Get, better and, expect them to get paid because when you play six games out of a seventeen game season and you yeah. don't show up for the biggest one of the season, yeah. Like, I'm yeah. sorry. Like, if would I take him back? <sighs> Probably, but would you got to come play a friendly deal or a team friendly deal because? All right, hear me out. This is kind of crazy. Okay, hear me out. All right, ready? Okay, this is some Madden shit, but, like, would you let Terrell Edmonds go and okay. move Joe Hayden to strong safety like they did with – was Woodson played free safety or strong safety? I don't remember, but, I mean – Maybe. I don't know. That's a – I don't know. I don't even know why I thought that. It was just, like, a just a random thought. But, I mean, if you really want Hayden I back – I just don't – I just don't know why you can't play Killebrew in there because – he likes to play the line, which is what we do a lot with Terrell Edmonds. And I feel like I feel like he would at least, when you're playing safety over top, be what he's supposed to be. Yeah, um, yeah. So I, I don't know why you can't just plug him in there. And because, right. like I said, he, he obviously plays the line. Like I know he got blown up by Chubb, but I mean, you know, he made another play in that game yeah. against the Chiefs. He. So you can play up against the line, and if you need someone that just needs to play over the top, I think he's a smart enough player. Like he can do that. He's right. probably he probably falls more on the ball hawk. So like you're probably going to be looking at a guy that probably is trying to get interceptions, which is always risky, but it's better than completely disappearing on the play and going going yeah. into like there's <laughs> Trell Evans wasn't even going to catch up to Tyreek Hill anyway. So like why even run all the way across the field to try to catch up to him and Minka? Like what are you doing? I don't know, man, but I'm definitely off the Edmonds. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of people saying that he's solid. I guess he's solid, but I mean, like, how many times have we gotten burned because he's out of position? A lot, a lot of times, more than more than I'm comfortable with. You know, um, he's only solid if he can if he's in like run defense or something where yeah. he's supposed to be blitzing or something like. That's the only only time he's solid is when he is supposed to be up there against the line. If he's supposed right. to be back in coverage, like the dude's burnt toast. I'm sorry, but yeah, he has no business in coverage. He, he's always, at, like you said, always out of position when yeah. he's in coverage. And um, and what about Akello Witherspoon? Like we have to bring him back, right? Like oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 for sure, man. Like that's not one guy. He's that... what he's what he's what Joe Hayden was when we brought him in. <laughs> yeah, just like, like a shot in the arm, man. Yeah, like you need that guy. Um, I don't I don't recall hearing his name a lot yesterday. And usually when you don't hear a cornerback's name, that's usually a good thing. So yeah, they're uh, not targeted him. Yeah. So. so like that the one dude, like that's like that was like uh, you know how I me and you were wanting Cam Sutton in the offseason, like, yeah, we have yeah, to yeah. resign. Like this is <laughs> this, this but it's with Akella Witherspoon and actually like Akella Witherspoon just it's like it does more for you. you right. Know? Cam Sutton we didn't have a whole lot on, but like it felt good from what we did see. Like, yeah, we saw enough. You, you've seen enough of Killer to like know what you're getting with him. Right, right. Plus, he's been around a while, so like, yeah, he's not like a, you know, deer in the headlights out there. Like, he's battle tested, <laughs> um, um. So yeah, you have to bring that cat back. Um, oh, for sure, for sure. So let's go into the linebackers. Oh man. Okay. Well, well besides, okay, you know, we'll, we'll give a, you know, T.J. Watt, great. Alex Highsmith showed up. I mean, we could say that, right? Like he showed up. Yeah, he got he got that sack. Almost had like back to back sacks. Yeah, um, Holmes just got away from him after that one. Well, uh, and, uh, what about <laughs> uh, 
Robert Spillane, man. <laughs> I don't know what to say um, about Spilly, man. Uh, you you keep him in there on first down. That's it. Yeah, the guy's um, a run stopping guru, but when it comes to the, having to play any sort of coverage, I mean, he had the touchdown saving tackle on I think it was Hardman or I think it was Hardman, one of the guys where he like Ben Roethlisberger tripped the guy's legs up and <laughs> yeah, but um, but yeah, if you if if you're counting on him to play pass like you're you're, yeah you're asking to be torched Uh, i even tweeted out uh i was like oh it looks like patrick mahomes found spillane because i know like he threw a quick slant i think it was the kelsey again kelsey or somebody yeah it was kelsey and just just like kelsey had like what four steps on him like come like we're used to seeing that from spillane um so what about devin bush man i know this has been a uh controversial subject for a while but i mean what? Gotta let him go. He's not, yeah. he's not worth a headache. Like, yeah, like not not only from know, the dumb I don't tweets. Know what but... happened. I don't know what happened between two years and now, but like this year, like you couldn't even tell me he was a guy that was calling plays and like kind of a field general out there. Like he had no presence whatsoever. I I don't think any of the guys respect him anymore. I mean, I think once Cam turned on him, it, it was like game over for that guy. Yeah. I think yeah. once, once oh, Cam yeah. like, you, you're, like you're a clown, like shut up. Like I yes. think he's kind of lost like any any respect he would have had and just kind of showed out there. Yeah, I mean and how like I don't know how, how much longer people are gonna be able to or maybe him himself can blame his ACL injury. Like yeah. that's kind of like old news now, man. Like I mean you just been, been it's been over a year and a half, so like, yeah. I think at some yeah. point like Probably about the ACL, right? Like, <laughs> hey, ABC playing. I don't know, man. I just, it was, I, I really think, I, like, we were kind of ex- like, we were excited when we traded up for him, like, because we needed a linebacker. But like now, like, like watching, okay, okay, here we go. So like watching Fred Warner from the 49ers, like that's what you drafted Devin Bush to be, and he is like nowhere near no. that level. No. So, um, yeah, like I agree with you. Like they, they should. He probably shouldn't be back. Um, that's, I mean, there's a reason why they didn't pick up his fifth year option. I think the Steelers are kind of like hinting, like, you know, like, hey, man, this end of the road for you. Um, maybe you've, I don't know if you should draft an inside linebacker this year. It, probably because I mean, I, I would, I would say that the inside linebacker position is probably like your worst one on defense. Yeah. Besides safety with Terrell, you know, it just quite, you know, I, yeah. maybe I'm wrong, but. You can't have Spillane and Bush out there anymore. I mean, if, if we don't bring back Bush and we don't draft any, what, Buddy Johnson probably? Yeah, Buddy Johnson, uh, Marcus Allen. And I don't know why they they went away from Marcus Allen that one game he started. I think it was against the Ravens or the Browns, one of those two teams. Like, he showed up and he actually balled out. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's always one of those things, though, where it's like they some guys, they look amazing in one game, and then they go into the next game, and you're high on them, and then they shit the bed. So – I mean, maybe, maybe the thought is, like, with Kelsey being a big big target, like, you want a big linebacker out there. Like, Marcus Gilbert is the biggest linebacker. So maybe that's why they thought they would be better off with, like, a, a bush out there. But mm-hmm. obviously it didn't pay off. Right. I mean, there's one – I talked to you about it before, but that one kid out of Oregon, man, that's Sewell's brother. Sewell. Yeah, yeah, Noah. So, like, he plays Oregon, man. Like, I would love to have that kid as a Steeler 
not this year, uh, but the following year. Um, but yeah, yeah, so inside linebacker, something that we have to look at. Um, I when, and so now let's like, talk about the D line. Like, what can we say about Cameron Hayward? The kid, like the kid is like a machine, man. Like he at 32 years old, he's still out there just tearing shit up. Like, um, well, Ben passed the torch him after yeah. that in the post game press conference, talking about how he's got to be the one that represents the black and gold and teaches a new crop what it means to be a Steeler. And I couldn't think of anybody better. Yeah, you know, like I couldn't yeah, think of anybody sure. better to to uphold that mantle uh, as a as a Steeler. So I mean, you know, and right, I, right now you assume that TJ Watt would be the next guy, but right, yeah, those two guys, you know, yeah. So yeah, those two, those two guys. Um, I don't think I did Isaiah Loudermilk Milk even play this game. <laughs> I don't no, remember. No, he was if he was out there, he was non-existent. So right, and then Adams, the other the nose tackle that we signed a couple of weeks ago. Like I think you bring that guy back too. Um, he, he showed up. Um, you know, uh, that's great to have him there. Um, but man, we're sorely missing Tyson Alualu. Like that was yeah. evident throughout the whole season. But Tyson yeah. and Stefan Tewitt, like if Stefan Tewitt comes back, like we, you and I have had conversations about Stefan Tewitt, like if he's good, well, he's good, but I mean, like, yeah, he has his dumb moments on Twitter too, or in Instagram saying dumb shit. But I mean, yeah, definitely, like if you want, I feel like if you definitely want, if you want this defense to work at a high level, you got to have some, like a elite defensive line. And well, I mean, well, if we don't if we don't have any linebackers, we're gonna have to have a, a, a defensive line that's gonna be able to get, create pressure. So right. you need guys like Alu Alu and Tuit yep. and Tuit, guys yep. that are gonna blow up plays against the line. Yep. Um. So, so they can't just sit back there in third and twenty and watch Terrell Edmonds run out of position and be like, "Oh, there's a wide open guy." Right. I mean, I think Terrell Edmonds at the start of the half, the second half, he had a nice. Um, hit and tackle in the back, but I mean that's kind of like the, one of the only good things he but did. So, the only thing he can do is play play the line. Yeah, he can't play coverage. Right. So, I mean, with that being said, I like like we were like we were saying the first quarter, first quarter and a half, we thought you know the Steelers made it competitive, but you know as the game went on, Chiefs are going to Chief, Steelers yeah. are going to Steelers. So, yeah. I mean. <laughs> definitely exceeded expectations right i mean i know like yeah, maybe even you sure. were we mean you were paying the steelers not even, to not even make the playoffs you know like a nine or seven win team we, we said we have seven and ten yeah 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 so i mean it was a hell of a ride like i tweeted that out. it was a hell of a ride to see ben roethlisberger uh one more time um doing his classic game-winning drives i think he had like seven or eight something crazy like as much as people want to bag on Roethlisberger for being an old washed up quarterback, I mean, he sure, you know, came through and won us some uh, games. Outplayed expectations. Yep. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I mean, for everyone that's like, oh, we should have just missed the playoffs. Like, are you, is 18 to 20 really that big of a, you know, difference? Right. Maybe if we're talking about trade, trading up in the draft for somebody, but like, it's not really that big of a difference right per se but right i don't know i just i just feel like if we're talking 18 to 20 it's like i'd rather see ben get one more playoff game than yeah miss the playoffs and it was just good to see him get one more yeah um, obviously you 
want to see him win, but right. It is yeah. what it is. I mean, it's, it's yeah. This is Steelers season. It's just kind of kind of what what we came to expect from the last two years. Yeah, I, mean, I guess you could say three when we had to watch Mason and Duck battle uh, it out. Yeah, but, um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm nothing but grateful for what he's done the last yeah. two years with what he's had to work with. Um, I mean, yeah. People are just fickle. <laughs> they, <laughs> yeah, they just don't. The, you just gotta appreciate greatness while it's there because once it's gone, like. Now, like I said, we're we're hopeful Mitch Trubisky is going to fall into our lap next year. Like, what does that tell you? Right, right. What what does that tell you? Just appreciate greatness while it's in front of you because when it's gone, you're begging for Mitch Trubisky and hoping that what you <laughs> saw when you were watching the Bears because your wife's from Chicago that what you saw is real and it was really only Nagy's fault. <laughs> yeah. So now, now we're in the uh, we're closing uh, the book on one of the greatest you know quarterbacks of all time. I mean, um, yeah, like you were saying, like it was nice to see him get one more playoff win. But I'll remember the season when he uh, swept the Browns and Ravens, and the, especially the the last two games where Ben and his heroics, you know, two times. So you know, shout out to Ben. We love you, man. <laughs> Uh, I'll never be another one like you, and we'll see you in Canton, like everybody was saying. So also, also Ben, since you got some free time, like I know you're sledding and tubing with the kids, but yeah, why don't you come on the podcast? <laughs> the podcast, yeah, yeah, come on the podcast, man. You know, like we'll keep it real. We don't, yeah. we won't talk shit about you. We'll, we'll appreciate you for what you were and what you are still. So, you know, oh, the door is open, my man. <laughs> as you as you can probably hear, my kid's going off right now. She she wants you to come on the podcast too. So yeah. Yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I'm just, yeah, man. Um, so, did you uh, did you watch any of his after game stuff, like right after it happened, like his his interview or anything? His post game press conference. Or yeah. Did he get interviewed on the field? If he got interviewed on the field, I guess, no. Uh, uh, no, I think he. Was I saw the post game press conference. Yeah. Oh man, oh, it was yeah, it was a tearjerker, man. Uh, Laura. My lovely wife, she cried, man. She cried because she was saying, like, oh, just Ben just he shouldn't have got he shouldn't have gone out this way. Uh, he deserved so much more. And it, yeah, I agree with that hundred percent. He deserved more, yeah. but uh, you know, it, it, sometimes you don't get those fairy tale endings. But I mean, you can always hang your head on those two, like I said, the two games of the season, man, beating beating well, your rivals at home. So like the like the one guy I saw on Twitter said, like Dan Marino's last play last game ever was against the Jaguars in the playoffs and he lost 62 to seven. So like, yeah. 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 Like Oof. not everyone gets to be Peyton Manning and John Elway. Yeah. Like sometimes, sometimes he's got them get slack. You get slack, but, you know? Yeah. So, um, your baby sounds so adorable right now, man. I know. I'm, I'm probably going to have to go attend to that. Yeah. Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about for the game or what, what are you thinking, man? What, what I'm you... thinking is Matt Kinnega and Billy Butler have to be gone. Bring in Vic Fangio. Yes. Offensive coordinator-wise, there's got to be anyone. <laughs> anyone, anyone man. Canada. Anyone but Matt Canada. I don't know, man. I like I, – I, who? Who? Who, though? Like, it's like – Bring in Lane Kiffin from Old Miss. Promise, promise him that, like, if he does a good job with the offense, he'll eventually be in line for Tomlin's job. Let's do that. That would be crazy. 
but we also need a quarterback. See, it's all, it's all, we're just a mess. Right? Steelers are a mess right now, man. Um, so I don't know. Matt kind of like mobile quarterback. Trubisky's mobile. Maybe keep him another year, but Butler has to go. Like, I can't, I can't watch another Steelers third and 20 get blown up for a, a touchdown when it should have been uh, fourth down. Like, I just can't watch another one of those. I'm sorry. Yeah, I just can't watch any more zone. Pathetic. Where we just get picked it's apart. Pathetic. Why don't we run more man? I don't get it. Like, well, I'm trying to remember. Yeah, when they played man against uh, Baker Mayfield, and it was beautiful. It was beautiful. And now it just it just feels like he doesn't have the right players, and it's like it just seems like his scheme's outdated. And I don't know. Like, you're trying to get all these talented players from the draft, like all these years, but like to to make his defense work. And it just hasn't. And like, you just need to move on, man. Like it just need, you just need change because this isn't working. It hasn't worked for, for a decade. It seems like, and plus like we're always getting our cheeks clapped in the playoffs. Did you see that number? It was like 147 points or some, some ridiculous number that the Steelers defense allowed in the playoffs. Like you can't win like that, man. How many, like, like we've seen it firsthand. Like when you and I went to the Jacksonville Jaguar, like the game, the playoff game, just an insane amount of points scored against the Steelers. And right. uh, no matter what what Ben did on offense, when your defense is literally just like a Hoover Dam busting open and and comes with floodgates of Jaguar points, like mm-hmm. it's it's just it's just sad and embarrassing. Yeah, yeah, I'm just especially when like you go from Dick Lebeau to Billy Butler. Yeah, yeah, we need to do something, man. But um, I don't know. Well, uh, now that the season's over, now we get to look forward to the draft and what they're going to do. So I'm sure we're going to be talking about that a lot. Um, any fights? Any fights this oh. week? Oh, yeah. And Khan is fighting uh, Cyril Gone. Ooh. The battle of Dana White has uh, betrayed uh, Nganu. So <laughs> Nganu might, might pull a. Uh, who are the Alunder Blaze and take the title and go over to boxing? We'll see. <laughs> wow. we'll see what happens there. Um, and then Brandon Moreno's fighting uh, Figueroa, part three. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Holloway and Vol- Volkanovski, maybe that was the next card, but unfortunately, Holloway got injured. But <laughs> it's going to be a good fight this weekend. Um, What's on the undercard? <laughs> oh, she's so sweet, man. She's adorable. Even when she's not, she's adorable. Um, Michael Pierre, who's always a fun watch. Your boy, Greg Hardy. Um, <laughs> my, my brother from another mother. Cody Stamen's fighting Nerga Gomedov. That must be like, I don't know if that could be his brother or like a cousin, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Seven prelims. Uh, Victor Henry, Victor Henry, who looks like he wants to be the Clay Guida with that hair. Um, <laughs> yeah, the main guy's gonna be pretty stellar because Pierre is like always all over the place, flipping around like a like video game character. Mm. Guesses out by guesses out by the end of the first, but that first round is super explosive. Uh, <laughs> then, like I said, who doesn't love watching Greg Hardy get knocked out? So. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it'll, it'll be a fun card. Um, 
man. Tied to Rudigan, Nergo Gometa's family, but Cody Stamen's such a likable guy. I hope he pulls it off, but he's been on a skid, so. Mm-hmm. And then Moreno and Figueroa, like, the first fight was, like, amazing. The second fight was a complete dud. So who knows what we're going to get out of that one. But, but I don't know. It would be interesting to see Francis fight Surreal. Like, there's, everyone's saying, like, Surreal gone is, like, the John Jones before they're he started popping for PEDs all the time. Mm-hmm. So he's like the John Jones of the heavyweight division. So it's going to be interesting to see what happens between him and Francis. Right. It's obviously with Francis, it just takes one punch, but Cyril Gans undefeated, <laughs> barely been touching his UFC career. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, based on the stats, like he lands. 5.37 significant strikes to minutes in Ghana's mm-hmm. 2.54, but I guess, you know, when you only need two punches to finish a fight, maybe yeah. that, maybe that's why. Right. Um, none of them really go for takedowns, so, like, if it's going to be a standing fight, like, that's going to be very interesting. Um, I mean, it basically comes down to, like, can Ngannou actually touch Surreal Ghan, which like I said, so far nobody has. So, right. But yeah, so I'm looking forward to that for sure. Um. <laughs> uh, I'm just, ex- I'm just, yeah, I'm excited for some fights, man. Now that, like, like we were saying, like the NFL season is kind of dwelling, well, closed on us, but, um, you know, it'd be nice to talk about fights again. Um, for, the re- for the record, I got to go with the Rams. Um, for the Super Bowl, uh, obviously everyone knows how I feel about Matthew Stafford. Who are you, who are you taking, JJ? I am taking the Bills. I like Josh Allen just destroyed the Patriots, um, and I like I like Josh Allen. I don't like the way he plays. Like you know, a lot of comp- comparisons to young Ben Roethlisberger. Um, I think the Bills deserve a Super Bowl finally after those four years. That's a great Netflix special, by the way, The Four Falls of Buffalo. I think it's what it's called. Um, it's a great, you know, documentary talking about the, the teams that went to the, the Super Bowls and um, whatnot. But yeah, man, the Bills deserve it. I think I, I, they're close. They've been, they've been like knocking on the door and I think this is the year they finally get it done. Um, yeah, so I'm riding with the Bills. Um, it would be great. It'd be, it'd be great to have somebody else in the AFC uh, besides the Chiefs because, you know, I think I'm, I'm just tired of the Chiefs already. I'm tired of seeing them succeed all the time. Um, Tom Brady. They can't keep getting away with it. Yeah, yeah, for real. Um, also, the Royal Rumble's coming up soon, and uh, we'll be talking more about wrestling. Uh, you know, you and I are pretty excited about the Rollins-Reigns feud going on right now. Um, I guess there was rumors out there that Cody Rhodes hasn't signed a new contract with AEW or I think he's out for a while. <clears throat> so there, he's kind of hinting at maybe potentially being an entry in the Royal Rumble this year. So that's cool to talk about. We can get more into that. Um, we also, since, <clears throat> you know, our team's out of the playoffs, uh, we might have some guests in the future episodes, you know, maybe somebody, a 49ers fan, or maybe we'll bring, like, like we talked about before, Jamie coming back um, so yeah, man. <laughs> we'll see what happens. You know, we'll we'll see what the future holds for this podcast. Yeah, in the upcoming I mean, weeks. Basically, if 
any good Steeler news come up, we'll obviously cover that in this pod. Um, we'll we'll kind of touch on some of the playoff stuff, and we'll definitely cover the Super Bowl. But we're probably going to be switching gears for a while to a lot of combat sports, wrestling. Um, but like Jay said, we have some guests coming on soon to talk about the teams that are still in the playoffs. So make sure to look out for that. But yeah, we're definitely looking forward to switching gears for a little bit because the Steelers have definitely, you know, it's been a journey and yeah. we're happy to be a part of it, but like, it'll be nice to pull over at the rest stop and take a, take a little pit break. Yes. Um, well said, well said. But as always, <clears throat> thank you guys and gals for joining us on this uh, podcast journey. And we're looking forward to talking to you again soon. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. Later, guys. Bye.